0: And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. We are live for the first time in two weeks. It's been a while. I missed you guys. I missed all of our viewers. Um, But we're back, viewers and listeners, however you want to say it. So before we get into it, I'd like to talk to you about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. So I've been looking for a new challenge. Hopefully you have as well. And that's why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty owner fantasy football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, avoiding the strategy. I'm sorry, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. You don't want to avoid it. If you're playing dynasty owner, uh, dynasty owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics. So go to dynasty owner.com forward slash rewind, not backwards slash leagues are forming. Now that's dynasty owner.com forward slash rewind. So we've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky. I mean, Porkman, he knows all about that. If you're like me and know you're better than most, Dynasty Owner gives you the platform to prove it. Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage a roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. So go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind to validate your fantasy football skills today and start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Dynasty Rewind again. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Joining me from New Jersey, we got Porkman getting lucky all over the place. Porkman, let's get this out of the way. Antonio Gibson. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh what is this? Uh minute and twenty-five seconds and we're in? All right, yeah.
0: good. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I figured I'd just get it right out of the way. <laughs> so. Get it out of the way because you don't want
1: to get killed for it anyway. <laughs> no, it was, I had a I had a good week today. Uh this this is hot, just tired of this freaking heat. Mm-hmm. But other than yeah. that, you know, I had a um well outside a flat a bent rim yesterday. But you know, other than that, it's been a good week. Um just enjoying our Madden simulations with bearded shotgun all no, that stuff so happy to be alive
0: all right good times to be alive despite the coronavirus and you know Porkman was talking about heat, so bringing the heat from the tropic of delaware we have nate christian how's it going nate
2: hey what's up so you know it's been a crazy week with all these opt-outs and the craziest part is everyone was opting out before the even like seven day window even started so yeah. get ready for next week
0: it's gonna be good we're gonna have a lot to talk about um so we gotta thank nate For introducing us to our guest tonight and this is and i had his name written right here i'm sorry this is brandon gabor did i did i say your last name right brandon
3: yeah that's good
0: all right and he is at deep dive ff so he specializes in get this deep dives for your fantasy team i I mean it's simplistic (laughs) but i love it brandon tell us about yourself tell us about what you do i believe you have a podcast so tell everybody where we can find that please
3: Yes, so you can find me on Twitter at Deep Dive FF. If you search Deep Dive Fantasy Football anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find me there. I'm a one-man show, and like you said, I like to focus on a lot of deep guys that you can get late. I believe that's what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Um, My name is Brandon, like you said, and I'm 21, young, just getting started in all this. Uh, I've been doing it for a while, but I finally committed to the podcast and everything, so if you guys ever want to add somebody else to your rotation, I'm your guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also on Instagram. I'm at like 10,000 followers right now. So if you want to really add another one on that ticker on Instagram, it's Deep Dive Fantasy Football.
0: That's cool. awesome. That that's great. And Instagram seems to be a growing platform for yeah, fantasy football as well. So
1: yeah, we need some better people on Instagram. There's one guy on there, but I'm not going to say his name. He's <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I
0: know.
3: He's, he's a trip, bro. He's a. He's yeah.
0: <laughs> can you? I kind of. I need to know.
3: <laughs> you can say it. Go ahead, ahead poor
1: man.
0: It's the it's the
1: counselor. He's he's garbage. I don't know who.
0: <laughs> I honestly don't know I, who that is. I
1: can't. Robert. John. Robert. Robert. Whatever. He's he's garbage. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this counselor, your butt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he must well, suck because I don't even know who he is. So you're yeah, I'll, to me. I'll um after I'll talk to him. Uh, I'll tell him about you after the show.
0: Okay, sounds good. I can't wait. Um, so make sure you tune in for the after show, storing our various, very own Dynasty Rewind intern. Although he's doing, fa- he's with his family because apparently that's more important than hanging out with us. But hey, so um, let's get into some deep dives. So we're going off of some ADP here, and this is DLF's ADP, um, and it is from July of 2020. So that's this month. Currently, unless you are listening in August, then it's not. So, Brandon, where would you like to start? I think we had talked um, the other night when we spoke, like right around the one fifty ish range. Okay, so now this is this is Dynasty ADP. But if there is anybody you want to throw out there, like, hey, this guy would be fantastic for redraft late. Feel free. We are getting into redraft season, so um, we don't really mess with best ball yeah. here. So I don't know how best ball ADP That's works. Fine. Be That's fine with, with me. Yeah. Do you ever do you play best ball at all?
3: Um, I actually haven't, but I'm very familiar with it. I like people ask me about it all the time. It's a pretty simple concept, but personally, I haven't played it. No.
0: Yeah. I, I haven't either. I'm more um,
3: about the in season. I like the in season interaction, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause if someone's like, well, I'm in 100 best ball leagues, it's like, well, yeah. Because yeah. all you do is draft. So you so, did a hundred
3: drafts. You didn't do anything after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, but hey, I, I'm open to being in one. So if anybody wants to invite me, <laughs> sure, I'll be in one. So um, all right, so we're gonna start um anytime after one fifty or later. So I'm just gonna throw a name out. We are starting right around the legs of Tevin Coleman is at one fifty. Just looking in front of him, one forty nine is Jared Goff and one fifty one is Drew Locke. So, you know, it's we're we're Got some good stuff right there. But, uh, Brandon, you start us off wherever you would like.
3: I'm starting us off. All right. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and go ahead with the uh, highest guy near 150 that I thought was worth noting. That's Blake Jarwin at 162. He's more efficient. Like, just the quick liner for me is he's more efficient than Jason Witten. He's going to pick up, at minimum, Jason Witten's targets. He might take a little bit more on. And he's in probably what I like, what I project to be a top three NFL offense this year. And so he's going to have scoring opportunities. They're not going to be able to cover him with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. It's a great situation. And surprisingly, because of how concentrated that offense is to their main guys, even though they have three good receivers, Jarwin's going to pull in a lot of targets too. So he's somebody that I think is really good, especially, uh, you know, to get him that late. I know I have him inside my top 10. I think he's my ninth tight end. Um, and yeah, you can get them super late. So that's somebody I like to get a shot at.
0: I'd like to add to that too. I was on a podcast a few weeks back. It's called fantasy and frames and we did a division breakdown. We did the NFC East. So, um, Blake Jarwin is actually my breakout candidate for the Dallas Cow- Cowboys. I have the notes right here yet. So, um, Jason Witten vacated 83 targets. Yep. That That's huge. When you consider that Witten vacated 83 targets, Randall Cobb is gone. Uh, Tavon Austin I think was there he's gone as well so I mean we're talking well over 100 targets they let three guys left only two came in so um, a lot of people are down on Blake Jarwin obviously you can see by his ADP I like that a lot and super cheap you know not everybody can get Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews Um, you're gonna have to look later Blake Jarwin, I think, is going to be – he could be a fantastic uh, late guy. So, Nate, Porkman, either of you guys have anybody
2: that you want to talk about? Well, I do like right. Blake Jarwin as well. Um, I mean, I feel like he, he has a pretty good floor for a tight end that late as well. Like, you know he's going to get targets on um, that of offense. So, I mean, with his floor and the upside that he provides, I think he's a great late find at tight end. Um, So, I actually have – I'm going to start out with – three guys because they're all kind of similar so last year we had a great rookie wide receiver class but here's three guys that didn't necessarily break out and i'm looking to break out in this coming year so number one there's five rookie receivers with over 70 percent of the receptions going for a first down okay aj brown preston williams terry mclaurin and then miles boykin and Jay Jaw, yes, Jay Jaw, right.
3: hopping on that one.
2: All right. So these two guys are very similar. I mean, they're the going to be the X's in their offense. I mean, unless Jalen Rager becomes the X, the, that news came out this week that he's learning the X position as well. But both these guys are kind of the only thing they got for an X receiver in that offense. For the Ravens, Miles Boykin, no one else in that receiving core is anything like him. They're all slot receivers. So Miles Boykin, as long as he can catch the ball. He's going to be on the field as that X receiver. And I'm not sure the volume will be there to be a really good fantasy player, but he's worth a shot because there's no one giving him competition for that position. And then Jay jaw. If Jeffrey is on the pup, he is. So mm-hmm. if he stays on the pup for week one, then that gives six weeks of opportunity for Jay jaw. And I mean, I know they just drafted three wide receivers and they have Goddard and Ertz, but the opportunity is there for lots of volume if he can just show up and catch the ball. And then the third sophomore receiver I want to talk about, who is my favorite of this group, is <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Put some respect on this man's name. I love Hunter Renfro. In PPR like leagues, he's in PPR leagues, I think he'll lead the Raiders wide receiver group in uh total points. So I got some stats here for you. Love it. So he played 13 games last year, just to let you know. Like He he didn't get the play. He had some injury issues. So 13 games. He averaged 5.46 targets per game, which puts him ahead of A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Hollywood Brown. Okay. He had 33 third-down targets, which was tied for the lead of all 2019 rookie receivers with Deontay Johnson. And on third down, he had three touchdowns. And then he had 12 red zone targets. And to make that comparable, Hollywood Brown and Terry McLaurin had 13. So he put up great stats. He was very efficient. Derek Carr loved to throw him, throw to him at the end of the season. Everything is there. And there's not much competition, especially for this year, because Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, the rookies, this is a weird offseason. It's going to take a while for him to gel with Derek Carr. Um, Tyro Williams, I mean, no one's excited about him. Waller's going to get plenty of targets, but Renfro, is going to eat at the beginning of this season, and if you're in a PPR league, you want him on your team. He could be a really good flex for the first yeah. couple weeks.
0: Um, real quick, can I talk about J.Jaw? A lot of people yeah. are down on him. Um, he's a guy that um, they Porkman, you and I talked about this before. They had yeah. him all over the field learning kind of every position last year, which is hard for a rookie wide receiver to come in and do. Mm-hmm. So he is, I believe, just focusing on Alshon Jeffries' position right now. Right. Um, and Jeffrey's on the pup starting the season. So six weeks. Nate, like you said, he's got that opportunity. Um, Alshan Jeffrey supposedly wants out of Philadelphia. So Howie Roseman's smart enough. He's already got him on on the pup. There's a possibility he never puts on an Eagles uniform again. Um Starts on the pup, ends on IR. So, it could be, you know, the, the sky's the limit for J. jaw He's already got no, a year under his belt. So, yeah. I
1: definitely agree with that.
3: I've, I mean, I I've think I think something. it was just too much for him.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, what were you saying, people, Brandon? People are. Sleeping I've been around.
3: getting some Devonte Adams vibes from uh, J. jaw That you know that I'll that's, take that. People are starting to just forget about him. I mean, I liked him coming out of college. Uh, I thought part of his game was reminiscent of Mike Evans um and then yeah just getting completely forgotten about it, it seems like uh in dynasty communities and whatnot you can get him for like a late second i feel like right now and that's probably shutdown. cheaper yeah you yeah.
0: can wait oh, for sure too. yeah i mean and hey he you know there was a he had some bad drops admittedly and i'm sure some place he'd like to have back that uh passed in the end zone against the lions that would have won the game um but there was a lot of good points during the season for him too, just going up and stretching out for the ball, making plays that you know, a couple times I saw it. So it, it the talent is there. Um, so don't sleep on him yet. Besides, everyone knows about that third year breakout, and it's not year three yet. So uh Porkman, you got a deep dive for us?
1: Yeah, I do. I also want to piggyback on what they said about Hunter Renfro. It was just a, a glaring thing that you can see as soon as he came back from um from injury. Waller was almost a little bit non-existent because him Renfro was getting all them short targets and he was able to take some deep. So I love that Hunter Renfro stuff all day. Um my deep dive right now, it's a little unsexy. I'm gonna go with Jack Doyle. Um, as soon as Philip Rivers came into town, it was like, oh yeah, he's you know old, can't throw far. Let's just keep chucking it to a tight end. He's been doing it. He's been doing it for years. So it's kind of baffling to me to see Jack Doyle and another deeper, deeper dive. um, Because I have so much love for Trey Burton because he threw that touchdown to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl.
0: That was a long Um, time ago, man. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't done anything since then. (laughs) It was one year.
1: It was one year. He had trash biscuits. So at the end of the day, you can get.
0: It's been two years because he left right after the Super Bowl year and then he yeah. played for two years. So
1: I think he was hurting. I think he was going through like some anxiety stuff. He sucks. He does <laughs> <It's> not suck. <laughs> we'll see. But I think if once once he, he's he's um he's with Frank Reich, um he knows that system. I think he'd be able to, you know, get acclimated and get back in and see how he can do. But Jack Doyle to me is it's just like a to me it's just like a, a no-brainer. Philip um, Phil Rivers always been throwing to Antonio Gates and everybody everybody else that's supposed to come there that always got hurt it was gonna be good. And they put up numbers until they got hurt. Um, Hunter Henry was in there as well. He played well with Antonio Gates there. So Jack Doyle to me is a, a slam dunk. I got him pretty late in a Scott Fish Bowl this year, and I was pretty happy about it.
0: So just kind of looking at the EDP here. Here's a guy that I'm high on this off season and people are telling me I'm crazy, but that's fine. I'm I've been called worse. And hopefully I'm not stealing this from anybody. At number 169, we have Brashad Perriman. I mean, that's pretty late for a guy. Yeah, I okay, I got a lot of looks from you guys. And Nate I the face, <laughs> I would be like
3: you if he wasn't in New York.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Understandably, but what are the odds that Adam Gase finishes the
1: season out there? yeah for dynasty i can understand uh for redraft hell no
0: yeah well here's the thing he looks to be the number one wide receiver there right now um robbie anderson's gone never been a big robbie anderson guy who's the slot guy jameson crowder um denzel mims is there but he's a rookie and you know everybody again temper your expectations on these rookies this year too you're going to be really disappointed if you're going into the season relying on a rookie um I know Nate was talking about opt-outs before. Damian Williams did opt-out. So everybody's just sky's the limit for CEH, and I get that, but chill. You know I what I mean? It. I,
3: it's, can I, I hit you with a quick counter on something real quick?
0: You absolutely can.
3: All right, so you said, and I see a lot of people say this, so you know, chill on the rookies. But if we're talking about Brashad Perryman, he's just as much of a rookie as Denzel Mims is to the New York Jets. This so, is true. I think that's something that we have to consider because any wide receiver going to a new team and it's not like Br- Brashad Perman is like an established vet with experience. Who's a nuanced route runner. You know, he's not any of those things and he's been somebody that's struggled to be on the field at all in the NFL. That's been part of his problem with, you know, breaking out until he finally was healthy with the bucks. Um, so he's not somebody that I think has much of an edge over Mims if he has one at all. So I do think that that's something that could play a big part in uh, if Perman gets an, opportunity to break out
0: my only the only way that i could counter that is by real life experience so we'll just take what i do i'm an auto mechanic it would be easier for me to go to a new shop and pick up you know someone that's been experienced and pick up how things are done because i know how to prepare myself to do that job as opposed to a rookie like if nate came in and decides i'm going to be a mechanic and he just walked in and now he has to do like a window regulator on a Honda Accord. He's probably not going to know how to do that right away. Or if he had to put a rim on a Chrysler 200, you know, these are things that he just might not know how to do right away. Whereas I do have that experience, so um, that's the only thing that I could say. Um, that being said, what worries me about Denzel Mims is big cities scare him. Um, New York is a big city, so uh, <laughs> he
2: said that he he, said he that was. About he, he was scared, scared the Eagles.
0: of Philadelphia. Dude, the dude is six foot three and jacked. You're not scared of anybody. Everybody's scared of you, if anything. You, you know, you're like five <laughs>
1: inches taller than most people and cut. We're a very intimidating city. Like, you know that. Oh. You, you know. get cursed up are- on 12-year-olds, you know. <laughs> you
2: guys all talking the wrong horse, though. Jameson Crowder's the wide receiver one there.
0: It's yes. Very, very yeah, possible. I'm going to get 100 targets. It's going to yeah. be 100 targets for like more 850 yards. yards. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Little target. It, PPR, it
1: I'll
0: is. take them. Um, hey, real quick, too. I was listening to um the Unscripted podcast that the Undroppable guys do, and they were talking about, and this is a great stat. Polly brought this up that a route run is worth like 2.7 projected fantasy points more than a carry for a running back i just thought that was like a really fascinating statistic so just something to think about run a route run for a running back yeah i
3: i think i don't know i feel like a route run would be hard to believe maybe a
0: target yeah maybe a a target sorry maybe i had that wrong yeah Um, yeah i was uh, listening to that in the car my daughter had her child's tablet so it was playing five little ducks or something like that so i couldn't 100 (laughs) percent um they did all eventually come back in case anyone is wondering how that um, turns out so mother duck (laughs) just said quick 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 so okay so so brandon's kind of out on brashad perryman that's what i'm taking from this or are you liking at 169 or you think that's still too early
3: there's a lot of guys that i would take in front of him that you can get way later so i guess you would say i'm out on him i like the guy i hope he does well but i don't really think that he's gonna be as good as other people in his area
0: okay all right um Well, Brandon, we'll just go right back to you then. Do you have another – I'm sure you have plenty more deep dives, but uh, go ahead.
3: So um, to live up to the name, I guess I'll go to one of the guys lower on my list, Quentes Cephas for the Lions. He's somebody that honestly, like aside from tape, aside from any metrics that you can pull up, one thing that I love about him is just the narrative that you can build with how the Lions decided to draft him because who was their first pick? In the first round at three overall, he, the corner, yeah. right? From a. Oh,
1: Akuda. Sorry. Yes, Akuda. Yeah, so, I had a brain fart.
3: Yeah, no, no worries. So they drafted <laughs> Jeff Okuda. And in an interview, Jeff Okuda was asked who the toughest wide receiver for him to guard was. And his answer was Quintus Cephas. Then the same team turns around and drafts him. And not only that, but Quintus Cephas, I'm a huge like pre draft process guy, he had like a fifth round grade on him they took him all the way up in the third round to make sure that they got him so not only did the guy that they just invested the third overall pick in to be a cornerstone of their defense for future years say that this guy's really good but they obviously bought it and so I'm sure they put in a lot of research and everything and now they're going to see each other every day in camp and iron sharpens iron baby so honestly and the last thing too Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola could both be gone next year and it could be kenny galladay tj hawkinson who's somebody i love as a breakout uh and a buy low, and then quentes at his, as the second wide receiver there so that's somebody that i really like and you can get him super late with all the other rookies
2: you fit in right here perfectly man we all mm-hmm. love Quintes. yeah really yeah, right. yeah absolutely uh, he was,
0: he, I was actually, remember when we first heard about him? We were doing a mock
1: draft, I think, and we're all like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, he he's went thinking, in the first round. It was, yeah. it was something jacked up back then. But the
0: ADP, the rookie ADP was just crazy. So we, we broke him down. We do a lot of rookie breakdowns here. Um, obviously, we're done with that now. But, um, you, you think a Wisconsin wide receiver, right? Like, he's not going to be anything great. But I like this play, I like this tape. And he was uh, surprisingly fast too, faster than I expected him to be. Um, so, very physical Nate, too. You also have a statistic on Quintes as well. Yeah. So,
2: like Brandon mentioned, you know, Amandola and Marvin Jones could be gone. Well, actually, if you look at Spotrack, Quintes is the only wide receiver under contract for next season. Everybody else has their contract up. I mean, I'm sure they will extend Kenny Galladay. Danny. And I'm sure they will draft a wide receiver or pick up one in free agency. But if they do, I mean, Quintez has has a path to the wide receiver two position next year, starting next year. Like, that's quick. And he's he's a great blocker. He's one of the best run-blocking wide receivers in the draft this year. And we don't really look at that for fantasy. That's irrelevant, you think. But that gets you on the field. And getting on the field gets you fantasy points.
0: Yeah, I agree. But, uh, Nate, you got another deep dive for us here?
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, another one, which isn't probably as much of a deep dive anymore because Devin Funches <laughs> opted out. Like, that <laughs> matters at all. Yeah.
3: I was like, what? He's okay, been whatever. opting out for years, bro. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it.
2: I opted out from him a long time ago. But Alan Lazard, man. Yes. Alan Lazard, I, I mean – I like him, but Aaron Rodgers loves him. He does. Have If you haven't seen the quotes from Aaron Rodgers about Alan Lazard, you're missing out. This He, was, mean, he was loving him last year. Like Rodgers has some much. man love for Lazard. And the only reason Lazard got on the field and had that like big catch, can remember who it was against. It was like week 13 or something like that. It was because Rodgers went up to the the coach and said, hey, let's get uh, Lazard out on the field. And that was his first catch of the year. And then back end of that season last year he did great i mean low volume still because that's just a was a mess last year but he's got the opportunity is clear there for him rogers obviously trusts him he goes to him in big situations when adams isn't available so i think if you're going to take a shot later in the draft pick him up now he's going to go stock up as soon as the season starts because after adams who is rogers throwing to I know yeah. some people are like Sternberger, but we haven't seen like anything from him yet. Didn't
3: he? Mm-hmm. Did he just get put on the either COVID list? He got yeah, he got the-, the
2: COVID reserve list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Allison's gone, Funchess is gone now. Are you really scared of the Canadian Football League receiver Begelton? Oh Bagleton? Yeah. Oh God, he's, don't
3: forget, don't forget about Saint Brown. I'm not saying I have him above Saint Brown, but, I, but he's somebody I actually just picked up in a dynasty league because yeah. I was able to move Hawkinson into my COVID spot. So I was like, you know, I got an open spot right now, so I picked him up. But it's funny that you're talking about the uh, quotes Aaron Rodgers was saying about Lazard. You just made me think of something because literally yesterday I watched, uh, I think it was Kyle Brandt who was interviewing Aaron Rodgers about the pick mm-hmm. in the first round, and Aaron Rodgers talking about how he was like thinking for sure they're getting a receiver. And like some of the receivers he knows that the team talked about, and so it's just funny that you're saying that about Lazard because I wonder if Rodgers screwed himself by talking about how good <laughs> Lazard is. So they're like, "All right, you got Devontae and Lazard, so we don't need to draft a receiver."
2: Yeah,
1: probably what happened too. Yeah,
2: they that that's a mess, man. That was the worst draft I've ever seen by a competitive team. Yeah,
3: I would so I would agree. But today. we could we could look stupid. If Jordan Loves ends up becoming, you know, the same track that Aaron Rodgers was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Never know.
0: So um, my Canadian bestie Travis Seal, uh, go check out <laughs> True North fantasy football. Um Ferta, he says, easy on Ultron we'll there, Nate. And You got a little maple leaf on there for us. So <laughs> I love it, <you. laughs> Canadian Trav, love there, man. <laughs> so, Trav, Trav is the man. Everybody over there at True North that I've had the opportunity of talking to, awesome. um, it's been nothing but a pleasant experience. All fantastic guys. Go follow their podcast. Follow each and every one of them. Check out their website. Tons of great stuff going on up there. Um, And for Canadians, they know what they're talking about. It's like us talking about hockey and being (laughs) knowledgeable. Also, I did find out that Canada is allowed to have four hours of summer every year um, as per Trav. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) So wish I had four hours of summer. God, it's so hot here. Yeah, it's today. wasn't so bad.
1: So no, today was fine. Yeah
0: and uh trav we love you too man um all right so on to the next one Pork Man. you got a deep dive for us i i'm writing guys down off adp list here and you're you're stealing them all from me so um i don't know how much deeper i can go but porkman go ahead
1: yeah i really don't have i don't have the the adp guide on me i'm just naming guys i know that's just that that's really fine name deep, somebody
0: deep. i could get the adp for you
1: uh jalen heard um that's a good one that I love I love this one right here. I man. love Jalen hurt I bought him uh this offseason. 195 um, is
0: Jalen's ADP.
1: Yeah, that's pretty deep. But um Debo Samuel, his injury, that really bothers me a little bit. I'm not really sure if he they're gonna rush him back now, or they're just gonna be like, hey, this is one of these seasons, not take the season off, but kind of ease him back in. Um, the way we saw Jalen Hurd play in the preseason last year, he looked actually really, really good. And, you know, Shanahan loves his versatility, guys. So if you can play pretty much everything, he's going to put you in. So if you can do him jet sweeps. And he's bigger, so he's able to break a lot more tackles. He's not as quick as uh, Debo is. But Jalen Hurd, they get him in there and, you know, have him some, run some routes and do what he does. And you can, you know, they have uh, Ayuk out there. He can, you know, take some away from Ayuk, or you know, vice versa. But I think I'm not worried about Ayuk feels
0: You're not worried about Ayuk, really? You don't think so?
1: I was yeah, as, for first round, I think that was a reach. I was a fan, but I did not. I didn't think he was, you know, that guy in the first round. He could have did better. This
3: could come back to bite me, but I wouldn't have even taken him in the second. He wasn't in my really? top ten receivers. Yeah, I nah. I'll get to one of the guys later on probably that I had ranked way above Ayuk that uh, got taken in like the sixth round. Um, but, yeah, I w- I'm not worried about him. So,
2: I like the herd ball. I didn't have Ayuk in my top ten wide receivers either. Okay. I don't, have him, man. I don't even know. I think he oh, might got- have been <laughs>
1: like at the back end.
2: <laughs> doing, doing the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, I, I do like the Jalen Hurd pick. And, you know, you always oh, hate when – opportunity come wait where are you Were you talking to us parkman or are you talking
1: to your father? no 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 i was saying i had a, i had him at 11 <laughs> okay second
0: so, all right so you're right he was i thought you said you were doing something at 11 i was like okay um <laughs> but you hate when opportunity comes from injury but yeah it's, it's one of those things where and we still all wish that drew Bledsoe would have never gotten hurt uh way back in the day sorry sean but um <laughs> yeah, hopefully jalen hurt takes this opportunity and runs with it because you yeah. know like you said Uh, Shanahan does like him. So I'm curious to see what you guys think about this one. We're kind of going back up in the ADP here. Jay Sternberger at 167. I was a huge Jay Sternberger fan. Um, Now, this is definitely not a redraft pick here. But Mm. dynasty, you know, tight ends take time. He had one target last year and one drop. So that was his stat line <laughs> in the regular season. Now I think he did have some receptions in the postseason, possibly, but mm-hmm. just for the sake of fantasy football, you know, we don't do DFS here. So that's really all that would matter talking postseason stats. So one target, one drop. It's a 100% drop rate on his career. It's not good. But um, what do you guys think at 167 for Sternberger? Are you, are you worried about uh, Josiah DeGora? I know Nate, Nate brought him to our attention but, Brandon, what do you think?
3: So, personally, um, I never really fully understood where all the Jason Sternberger hype came from in the first place. Okay. Um, not only because I know, like, the narrative is that Rodgers doesn't throw to tight ends that much, but he also – you can counter with the fact that he's never had a great tight end. And, you know, that debate mm-hmm. goes on forever. A good but point. But with uh, – I mean, like you said, he hasn't really done anything in the NFL yet. He wasn't somebody that really caught my eye or surprised me before he came into the NFL. And, yeah, I mean, there's just so many tight ends right now that I would rather take shots elsewhere. But also, I'm not like – I haven't done the most research on the guy because I just remember I wasn't really that enamored in the beginning. So I kind of just stopped there and looked other ways. But, yeah, that's what I got on him.
0: What about you guys? Any thoughts on Jace? Or are
2: you staying away?
3: I'm, I'm selling high.
2: Selling high, okay. I'll take them. Yep. I'm selling Pork. them right now. So um, high, <laughs> high right, All right. right? There's some hype, man. You can you can sell him for a lot more than he's worth right now.
3: Sell them to Mike, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: take them, uh, Pork Man. How about yourself? You, you interact? Yeah, I'm out. Come on, man.
1: Oh. <laughs> I love you, Mike. But I I I, I can't. Is that... I, I like like Brandon was saying. I me personally, I really don't see it. Uh, it's just not my thing.
0: Well, Dynasty underscore God says Drew Sample's greater than Jace, so you haven't seen Bob, that either, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that,
2: but we gotta, um, we gotta see it first. I mean, there's opportunity there. Like we, like I favorite. said about Lazard. Like there's Adams, then who else? So yeah. Aaron
0: Jones, Aaron Jones, gonna AJ get. jimmy mean, he got, he got. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right can we we need to move on from the packers <laughs> well, at
3: least at least if he's good you could stick it to us because that's the first uh one that everyone else was against so yeah
0: that's true i mean i i think like, you Mike. guys know um i've been pretty high on sternberger um since last year's pre-draft process. so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens there but uh brandon back to you i feel like my next guy that i was you know scrolling through another guy I like but he'll probably get picked before then let's go back to you though brandon
3: All right. um, I'm going to hit you guys with a combo just because they're on the same team and they're actually three spots away from each other. It's D.D. Westbrook at 198 and Gardner Minshew at 201. So since we're mainly talking dynasty, I feel like there's not that many dynasty leagues, like probably less than half that are only single quarterback. So Gardner Minshew, not only I mean, I have in my top 12. I'm pretty sure, Nate, you said that it's looking like he's going to be really high for you, too, right?
2: Yeah, looks that way. Yeah,
3: so because like when you go through and you do your projections for Minshew, like he runs the ball, he's gonna be around 400 yards rushing. He had zero rush touchdowns last year. You have to expect that to be like a floor of two this year with a ceiling of maybe four. That alone would knock him up a lot. And um, for me, there's two things. The first thing is Minshew will help you win now. In dynasty because like i said i have him as a top 12 quarterback and if you're playing super flex i think that's going to be super valuable especially you're going to be getting him as your third quarterback and then not only that but this is a guy that knows that his job is on the line he's going to let it all out every play and for me what does that that mean that means fantasy points fitzpatrick's great for fantasy because he lets it all out on the field Jameis. Let's it all out on the field. So if Minchu has that mentality, that Mamba mentality that he needs to have, then I think it's going to increase his potential for this year. Also knowing that if that team is bad, he's probably getting replaced. So believe me, he will put that team on his back with every ounce of effort he has to make sure he does not let that team be low enough to take Trevor. So, I mean, not only because of the rushing and because they just lost a bunch of defensive pieces, that he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. He's also probably going to have the will. And last year, I know, say what you want, athletes always say that they prepare for any situation and they always prepare as if they're the starter. But this time he actually had a full off season to prepare as the starter. Last year he was a fifth or sixth round draft pick. And if you look at him, he looks way more in shape like He can take a lot of hits. Like He's ready to just put the team on his back. And then that's why I like D.D. Westbrook, too, because LaVisca Chenault, he's been dealing with some injuries. And while he might profile as a wide receiver two down the line, maybe he's just a wide receiver three. Maybe they use him as a hybrid. And uh, maybe D.D. can actually just stay there as that number two behind D.J. Chark. And both of them are so late that I actually have both of them on most of my rosters that I started drafting this year.
0: Okay. I do like like that combo a lot to be honest with you um Nate anything to add or any any other deep dive? Yeah, I'm sure you got a couple I more. also
2: like Minshew. I'm not as high on DD um that's kind of because I'm a huge LaVisca Schnot fan and yeah. I I mean I DD in PPR has a pretty solid floor it just he doesn't excite me because he mm-hmm. he kind of just seems like an eight yard and a catch you know every single time he gets the ball but he get you know, he got 101 targets nice. last year and uh, I think the year before he also had 101 targets. So consistent yeah. with lots of volume. Um, and those and are the receivers Minshew. I
3: like because I always go running back heavy. So I like those. I mean, obviously I like guys with higher ceilings, but the good floor guys, if you're getting them late and they have potential, which I think he does, think it's a good shot to take.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course I also like Minshew. He's got a very sneaky rushing floor and he's going to have to throw the ball a ton. So it's fantasy gold right there, especially as your quarterback three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um my own deep dive here. I'm gonna have to go with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb I don't hate that. Brandon does, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Randall Cobb was actually pretty decent last year <laughs> on the Cowboys. I mean, that was a lot of a lot of offense on that team. And now he's with the Texans. And is anyone here want to put money on Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller playing all sixteen games? No, no, uh, no. Uh, Cooks, they might.
1: Fuller, yeah, cool
0: no.
2: Combined,
0: they might play 16
2: games. I mean, so even even if one of them, you know, stays healthy yeah. up the entire year, that puts Randall Cobb at number two. Ugh. And they don't really have a tight end who's taking targets. I don't know what the corpse of David Johnson is going to do with <laughs> receptions, yeah, he's and old. and he's Bill still the game Running in sand, though, after he catches the ball. And apparently, I don't know what Bill O'Brien wants to do with Duke Johnson. Just unleash <laughs> Duke Johnson, please. No, he won't. He so, won't. let so, just waste the pick. Who's Watson going to throw to? I mean, he'll probably throw a lot to Brandon Cooks. And Will Fuller went healthy. But neither one of those guys is going to take the target share of DeAndre Hopkins. No. So Cooks' right. head
0: might play. fall off.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. a lot of that percentage is going to go to the running backs, though. Like, you see it happen a lot. Like, I I definitely see what you're saying. Cobb definitely is probably, for some reason, despite the fact that he's 53 years old, probably the least (laughs) likely to miss time on that offense. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. part of the reason I'm not touching Deshaun, because, like, David Johnson gets hurt all the time. Cooks gets hurt. Will Fuller gets hurt. Kiki Kuti gets hurt. Kenny Stills gets hurt. Everyone gets hurt. So, I, I get your point. But also, just as a counter, like, Cobb was like career outlier efficient last year. And I think it was just because there were so many other places to look. Mm -hmm. If he, you know, if the guys around him get injured, first off, if if they stay healthy, I don't think he gets the targets, but if they get injured and the defenses know, like he's one of the first few reads, I don't know how efficient he's going to be. He could end up having like a wide receiver version of Jason Witten last year, in my opinion. But I I do see, I do see the target volume upside that you're talking about for sure. Yep.
2: And it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a safe target for Watson. Um, No, not having Hopkins anymore. Fuller isn't a, you know, he does. He can do some contested catches, but he's not like that consistent target. Brandon cooks is going to eat as long as he's healthy, I think. But uh, I think Cobb has opportunity there, even as the wide receiver three. I mean, he's not going to be a huge factor on your fantasy team. If he's just the wide receiver three in that team, but he'll have some, a couple of good weeks and uh if he has any more opportunity, I think he'll be a solid flex. And if he does have at,
3: a contract going in his favor too. Three year twenty seven million, which yeah, is horrible. It, it speaks to how bad Bill O'Brien is. But <laughs> yeah, you know, follow the money.
0: Well, look at look at his last year's production. He played fifteen games. He had eighty three targets, fifty five catches for eight hundred twenty eight yards and three touchdowns. So I don't see any reason to think that he can't do that in Houston this year. Yeah. It, it like you guys, I mean, definitely for, for this late Nate, do you have his ADP in front of you by chance? Or, um,
2: I do not okay,
0: it's something, but it's it, it's, it's, late. A, yeah. it's, late. Yeah, it's late, it's late, <laughs> we'll find it then, especially in Dynasty,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: So, uh, Porkman, you got anybody else late that you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I got one. Uh, I'm actually gonna talk about one of your quarterbacks from your Scott Fishbowl team. I think you know who it might be. Myself? Um, my, one of my <laughs> yeah, you can get out there. Yeah, one no, you of your quarterbacks. You
0: don't want me out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Dwayne Haskins. Oh. For me. <laughs>
0: he was there and he's
1: he's a starter. So that's why I grabbed him. Yeah, okay. I think for me, um Look at how much his...
0: Nate hates Dwayne Haskins, he's leaving.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my stuff. <laughs> hey, let me get that lamp, Nate. <laughs> no, anyway. we love lamp. Um, so for me, Dwayne Haskins. Um, you just saw a little bit of maturity um he had the end of the year. Obviously, you know, he was a one year star at Ohio State. He really didn't look good at all when he had to come in. But you know, he was a rookie. He just threw him in the fire and just saw what happened. Um this year, he showed a whole bunch of potential um, in the offseason. He worked out a ton. He um, he lost a lot of his body fat, you know, all that stuff they're talking about with your body, you know, you, so you can get ready for the year. And the good thing that I know is he has a number one wide receiver on his team. That's awesome. Just throw it up to him. He was catching freaking everything uh, uh, last year. Terry McLaurin a freaking animal. Um, so I think he's going to make a huge step forward. Because um, I think he's like he's going one of the last starting quarterbacks in definitely uh, is in ADP. Um, he has a good running game. I'm loving Geist this year. And as much as you say, I don't like Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson is a weapon for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you hate him so much. Ben, no, like no, it, Brandon, so. do you not like Antonio Gibson?
3: No, sorry, man. I love Antonio Gibson. Oh no, that's why you shake your head. I'm the highest one on here, probably out of the four of us on Anthony Definitely. Gibson. Um, yep. Yeah. Are Point you no, worried about Alex Smith at all? Huh? Are you worried about Alex Smith at all? Just curious.
1: A little bit. I mean, Alex. It. It's just tough to see him. I would hate for him to go back out there and play again, and he just doesn't look the same. And him ruin your um, going intake.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it could. <laughs> But um, way Haskins, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a, a bounce back year. He got the he got well, it's not his second year, but it's a new offense. It's uh, probably gonna be a little bit um, simpler for him because I don't think he's gonna be chucking the ball downfield so much. Um, I think uh, what's his name, Ron Rivera, he's gonna understand what he has and scale it down a little bit and you know give him piece by piece in the offense so he can you know progress the right way instead of just here's the offense now do it.
0: So uh, Nate, back to what Randall Cobb. His ADP is two sixteen. Yeah. Um, Pork man, no one cares about Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> but you, you know, just what I don't think?
1: care about my players. That's all. Like I understand. Yeah, I didn't how... say one player today on purpose because I know I talk about him every week. So because I have <laughs> well... a man crutch on him.
0: I'll tell you what, I will talk about Van Jefferson after I tell everybody that live sports are back. Are you ready to have (laughs) smooth balls while watching the pros throw or dunk balls? It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that (laughs) matchup happens. This is Kyle, dude, you're killing me here, man, with this this read-through. Uh, Kyle's the guy I talked to at Manscaped. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. So, you know, if you have any problems, you know, your if your power goes out, you can't see the new Manscaped uh, trimmer. It has a light on it, too. So... No more nicks or cuts. The lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced. Now you can play with your balls while watching these games on the couch. But we already were. I mean, come on, guys. Let's be honest. As long what? as your daughter's not in the room. What? <laughs> if my wife and daughter are in bed, I'll do what I want. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. <laughs> which is the perfect add-on to their Lawn 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 oh, is a luxury geez. four-piece nail kit featuring Trent- tempered Stainless steel tools and it includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their perfect package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower three 3.0, which is waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, which are super comfortable, and a travel bag, travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. And also just saying, make sure if you go somewhere, guys, seriously, this is in all sincerity. Make sure you have to quarantine or don't have to quarantine when you come back to your home state. Do not want anybody getting sick. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg. I'll hate that. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. Simple Mm -hmm. enough. It is made with soothing aloe and with witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. So get 20% off plus free shipping when you head over to manscaped.com and use the code PORK20. That'll let them know that we sent you. So, pork 20 right there. Pork's our man, giving him the uh, the rundown there. So, uh, let's also talk about my next guy, Steven Sims from the Washington Redskins. We're going to stick with the Redskins here. He is out. On my list. Oh, he's good. <laughs> Sorry, I stole him for you. We could just segue there. Uh, 194. Kelvin Harmon got hurt. Kelvin Harmon looked like he was going to be good. Also, I just want to take want to take a moment and say everyone said that Ryan Finley was accurate coming into the NFL. No, Calvin Harmon made him look good. That is my opinion, and it's also the truth. Uh, But Sims has (laughs) (laughs) – he's definitely got a chance here, and especially at 194. um, I'm actually surprised that his July ADP didn't come up farther than that, to be honest with you. But, uh, Nate, do you want to touch on Steven
2: Sims? Um, I like Steven Sims a lot. He was another one of those players who really took off at the end of the season. He had a lot of targets, and I think I had the stat. I had the stat up earlier in my spreadsheet, but he actually had more targets on third down than Terry McLaurin um, throughout last season. So I think more with Haskins than with um, with Keenum, but I think Haskins relies on Sims on those little short safety throws, and if Haskins starting this year, especially now. Now, Harmon getting injured, I don't think it affects Sims that much because Sims is a slot receiver. Harmon was going to be the outside receiver. Um, that was a battle between Harmon and Antonio Gandy-Golden. So doesn't affect Sims too much. There might be a couple more targets because uh, gandy Golden's a rookie. But he's going to be the wide receiver too there. He's going to be the number two target. Um, unless Antonio Gibson is an incredible player. I, I don't know. We'll see. I liked him more as a wide receiver than a running back. Yes. So he's not Christian McCaffrey. And apparently everyone in the Washington football team staff wants to compare their players to Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if you saw it today, but someone said on the staff that JD McKissick is going to have similar targets to Christian McCaffrey or something like that. No, and then someone from no. Bryce, someone said Bryce love is like a Christian McCaffrey like.
0: <laughs> huh? Ron Rivera's I mean, the
2: staff just needs to get a new component. How many Christian McCaffreys
0: do they have on that team? Like, seriously. <laughs> they're, they're Apparently, too much coach yeah, how about it? Yeah, I like I like Steven Sims a lot.
2: Yeah, I do.
3: Before we uh, move off the Redskins, just because I feel like there's Washington a guy that we haven't team. mentioned. Most people are, huh?
2: The football team. The, Sen- yeah. the Sentinels. It My should bad. be the Sentinels, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude,
3: yeah, you know before what? we move I can off see- the football team.
0: I can see them just changing their name to the DC Redskins. Be like, well, we changed it. I don't know. <laughs> <more> from <us. laughs> Or if they just change their logo to a potato, they could still be the Redskins, but I'm there sorry, go. Brandon, go ahead.
3: No, you're good, man. Um, so Antonio Gandy golden, I feel like everyone's pretty much high on him. Everyone likes him. So yeah. I'm only throwing his name out in case any of you guys are against that stance. Cause if so, I think that'd be interesting.
0: No, you know? no. we like him here. Yeah. All right. we're, we're all fans here. I mean, is there any concern about the small school coming no. over? I mean, I feel like you know a lot of people are saying they think it's going to be detrimental, but I feel like he's not going to get rushed in, so he's going to have that transition time. Rivera's been around long enough.
3: If he doesn't get rushed in, though, who do you think is going to be? Because you have Sims in the slot and you have McLaurin, so who do you think would be the main third? Because like Trey Quinn is in the slot too. Mm-hmm. So who do you be think other? There's a number of Chris
2: Sims, Chris Sims, yeah Cam, yeah, Cam Sims. It was Cam,
1: right? Cam, uh, maybe.
2: Cam I, was, I I don't know if he plays outside or slot. Honestly,
1: I think he plays outside, but I I think that's that's game. He's he's. Spot. I think
3: he's kind of like Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> got it. You got look, it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't put that on <laughs> my my deep dive name. I'm just let kidding.
0: Me, let me me look at the uh the depth chart here
3: uh let's see who they have yeah. so i use
0: our lads for
2: yeah so yeah, they that sl- is definitely the slot receiver and then just who that number three is on the so other.
0: right now um this is our lads they their depth charts are usually fairly accurate um left wide receiver is Terry mclaurin they have the starting slot receiver as trey Quinn they have Kelvin Harmon as the starting outside wide receiver, right wide receiver, but he, it says, uh, NFI. So behind him is Antonio Gandy golden. Hmm. So it's, right. it's curious to see, you know, I'm guessing if, if he's going to play, it's going to be a uh, timeshare between him and cam Sims. So, you know, that that's going to be interesting to see. And yes, Trav, we did. He is a slot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Okay, who's next? Who's got some more deep dives for us? Borkman? I'll go
3: ahead. Nobody else wants. To. Brandon? Yeah, take everyone. Right. So I'm gonna. I'll just go with another duo, same team. OJ Howard, one Tyler Johnson, one ninety-three. I'll start with OJ Howard because it's gonna be quicker. Um, basically, he's either gonna break out right now with Brady, or he's gonna be on another team and they're gonna use him right. It's gonna be one of the other. I don't see any situation in which OJ Howard fades out of this league. And he's going so late. I mean, 181 off the top of my math or off the top of my head, just trying to think of math. What is that round? Like 15, 16. Like that's so late. And Mm -hmm. I mean, with all the tight ends that you have, I would feel comfortable. And I've seen it a couple of times, just waiting so long on tight ends and grabbing like a Hawkinson and a Howard and a Jarwin at the end. And you know, you're going to have somebody, you know, so that's O.J. Howard. And then Tyler Johnson, I don't expect anything this year. But if you're in a position where you can take somebody and just hold them, I like Tyler Johnson a lot because the Bucks are super close. And that's my team, if you guys didn't know, here at Deep Dive. yeah, uh, Bucks fans. <laughs> and Brandon,
0: uh, who do you live close to again?
3: So my uncle, who's like 10 minutes down the road from me, his neighbor is Deontay Johnson. There it is. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nate's on, loving Nate. it. <laughs> At least um, fly down there Deontay
2: Johnson stand. We know. <laughs> and then <laughs> one of my
3: close friends lives on the same street as Tom Brady. Um okay. so yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not like the biggest like person that freaks out about like living or like seeing celebrities, but I know it's cool for other people. But um, yeah, back to Tyler Johnson, I was basically just enamored with how he fell. That was the guy I was talking about. He was my wide receiver 7 in this class, this rookie class, and he went all the way to the fifth or sixth round. And dude, when the Bucks picked him, I cannot tell you, the glass windows in my house almost shattered. I was so happy. Um, but yeah. Like I was saying, the Bucks are close against the cap. Mike Evans is expensive, Chris Godwin, they're going to have to resign him. And something I was talking to, you know, one of my boys about who's a Bucks fan is it took a long time with all of the new, like, uh, unis and everything. It took a long time for them to put stuff out with Mike Evans. Chris Godwin has been the face of this team for the last year in terms of marketing. And like, I think that's something that can kind of speak to what the team is thinking, you know, who, who do they show to everybody? So I think Chris Godwin is definitely a Buck, like no doubt about it. So Is it possible that to make room for guys that we need to re-sign because we're going to have to get rid of people, they get rid of Mike Evans? I hope not. I love the guy. But if so, Tyler Johnson is going to be so great, and he's just somebody that's worth worth a hold. And even if they keep Mike Evans and Godwin, we've seen teams have three wide receiver sets and all three be relevant. We saw it in Green Bay when James Jones, Randall Cobb, and Jordy Nelson were there. It could be the same thing here if OJ Howard gets traded and you know Gronky's going to be done soon. So, either way, you know, Tyler Johnson, somebody I like a lot.
0: I like that. I liked his film. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't on as high on him as you were, I'll say that, but he's a guy that did everything the coaches asked him to. He oh. and he, I compared he, he him, went, he caught the I ball, compared him to Calvin Calvin ran. You know I mean, I'm Calvin sorry.
3: Yeah, like that. a less a less athletic, like less like speed wise, but like yeah, okay. in terms of their route running, mm-hmm. I, I think he's actually probably a little bit better. This might be super hot taking, but I think he's a little bit better with the ball in the air than Calvin Ridley is in terms of I like think, winning yeah. contested catches, yeah. um, and you know just bodying out receivers and being physical. But obviously, he's not as good of a route runner. But just the way he plays is very similar because he is a good route runner too.
2: So, do you project Tyler Johnson to play outside then, or to play in the slot more?
3: No, I project him in the slot hundred percent. Okay. Especially because of his athletic measurables. People always like pull up player profiler and like all that stuff and talk about measurables athletically. Um, so because it's important. And as an outside receiver, his measurables wouldn't be that great. But for a slot receiver, if you can run the routes properly, then you'll be fine. And he's also really good in the slot already. And Brady loves the slot. Yeah. So I think in every facet of the game, or every, like, basically every inkling of the Buccaneers points Tyler Johnson to the slot. There's no reason he would be outside. Yeah. And I have him above Scotty Miller. I know some people are worried about Scotty in the slot, but I, I think like he's be more of an outside guy. I like him too, yeah. but I think he's Stone more of an outside guy. guy. Let him burn down the sideline, you know?
2: Okay. I, I also like Tyler Johnson. I was actually, you know, being a fan of Scotty and Tyler Johnson, I was a little upset when they, when uh, yeah. Johnson went to the Bucks, but I think he is a much talent much more talented player than his draft capital
0: for sure okay um does anybody else have any other deep dives that they want to touch on we're getting close to an hour so yeah
3: i don't want to you keep you guys because i have like five other names
0: oh brandon <laughs> give us another one throw them out give there one. man just all right, give, I'll just give, give you us all one, of them
3: I'll, I'll give you some one-liners how about that
0: all right whatever you want to do
3: so, so rashad benny people hold out hope for darius guys how is penny not almost in the exact same situation That's basically one thing that I think about Penny. Like, Penny's super good. He's just as efficient as Geis. And, uh, yeah, he's been dealing with injuries. He's also on a run-heavy team, a team that's much better than the Redskins. And, yeah, Carson is there, but they've shown that they can run two guys. So, Penny's a guy that I really like. He's going super late. People forgot about him. And then, if you're trying to win now, I have a podcast just on this guy that spans for 30 minutes. I can talk about this guy forever, uh, Tyrod Taylor just trust me on this because it costs mm-hmm. you nothing if you are in a dynasty startup you. and you have a like you think you can win this year or even if you already have drafted and you're looking at your team and you're like yeah I'm a contender trade or draft Tyra Taylor he is gonna be if he plays 16 I would put money down that he's top 12.
1: yeah okay yeah, I'm with you with the, the rushing, the Russian floors. Yeah, the rushing for yeah. sure. And he's
3: never had the weapons that he's had in L.A. He's L.A. threw the ball Sam 597 Locker. times last year. The most he's ever thrown the ball was around 450 times. I'm not projecting him to throw that much, but he's going to throw more than he ever has. He's going to be more efficient than he ever has with real weapons, and he still has his rushing upside. And they're going to be a team that just he, – he's not going to turn the ball over. So he's going to be able to maintain that starting job because they have an elite defense – and they're going to win games, especially with how they start the season in terms of their schedule. So he's a guy that I really like. And then um, another guy that people just have thrown in the trash, Royce Freeman, I think i will find a job somewhere eventually. So he's worth a stash.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, He's good enough to be in the league. He's a great guy that if somebody goes down for a game or two, he can come in and, and be productive enough. To I was
3: it. surprised the Bucks didn't try to make a move for him, honestly. Well, they did just sign Shady today. Fairly yeah you
0: saw that right yeah, yeah. I, I, I was good i could tell by your eye roll <laughs> if you're listening and not watching brandon's not a fan of the shady so, side i apparently. mean it's
3: fine as a bucks fan like just because it's security and we got him for the vet minimum but in terms of fantasy like i was mm-hmm. already exhausted of the rojo von debate now you have to throw in shady mccoy like jeez but I'm yeah. i'm hoping he's probably just like If Rojo is not as good as his trainer has come out and said, and, you know, saying that, which by the way, like a trainer's staking their rep on somebody, like he wasn't asked about it. He just said it. So if a trainer's staking their rep out on something like that, it can affect, affect their future business. So I believe it. I think Rojo is a better pass blocker, but if he's not, and Vaughn's not great of a pass blocker, then it's good that we have Shady. But um, I'm hoping that he's kind of just insurance and not really somebody that they're planning on giving more than like five to seven touches. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Um, before we wrap it up, do you guys have anyone else you want to touch on?
2: Yeah. Um. I do. I don't have much to say about him. But it looks like right now the running back two in Atlanta is Edo Smith, and okay. it's not a bad player to grab late, just because we don't know what's going on with Gurley and how his knees are. And if he goes down, it's either Brian Hill or, Edo Smith yeah, and Brian Hill. Yuck. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, it's yuck truck. either way, but if you can yeah, get some guy who's going to get 15 touches, 20 touches a game. And I think Edo Smith shows a bit more promise than Brian Hill. Um, so it's just that's a guy you got to grab long. late because Gurley I mean, it's not going to surprise anybody if he misses, you know, more. Than, I mean, more than a couple games this coming oh, year, and there's no depth there, so it's not a bad grab. And just hope for well, not you don't want to hope for an injury, but you know, yeah. if anything happens, you got that.
3: Speaking of a uh, uh, backups that have potential behind a, a guy that might go down, if I had to ask you who's the most likely starting running back to get injured off the top of your head, who would you say? Darius guys. <laughs> Okay, starting right starting starting okay, back. Outside of Darius Geis, then. Um,
0: mm. David Johnson.
3: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's perfect. So I was going to say Stony Michelle. Duke Johnson is somebody that I love. Because one. of, look, I know if David Johnson gets hurt, they might bring in somebody else. But there's right now, there's no Lamar Miller. There's no Alfred Blue. There's no Carlos Hyde. And Duke Johnson, like with leaving 150 targets, The running back position is probably going to get more targets. If David Johnson goes down, Duke Johnson is probably, even if they bring someone in, going to dominate the target share. And as we were talking about earlier, I don't remember if this was during the podcast or right before we started, but um, targets are almost worth three times the amount of fantasy points as a attempt, a rush attempt. So just that alone makes me think Duke Johnson is way undervalued. He's being drafted as like RB50 right now. He's never finished worse than 37. And now he has probably the most injury prone guy in front of him. So yep. that's somebody that I like too. And that's I, don't I, I won't take you guys any longer.
1: It's hey, on no, no, you're good. You're we good. used to go an hour and thirty anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but Brandon, dude, great stuff, man. You we kind of pulled you on here last minute, so you didn't have a ton of prep time, but you did a great job. I
1: appreciate um, it. Do
0: you guys have anything else to add before we head out then? That's good stuff. No. Okay, great. Um, so, listen, Brandon, tell us again um, because it was an hour ago that we introduced you. So, someone might have forgotten. Where can we find you and everything that you do?
3: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Deep Dive FF on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, and um, if you want to follow my handle, like my personal handle, it's in the bios of those things. And then the website is deepdivefantasyfootball.com. Um, One thing I think is cool about my website is not only do I have my rankings in every format, but I have a link to something I call my ultimate draft sheets. Um, I think I might have just renamed it free draft sheets because free catches people's attention more. But um, certainly does. Yeah. yeah. Click that Mm -hmm. link, and um, I know, like Nate, I know you. You were talking about projections with me earlier. If you ever want to see my projections, you could always click that link too because it takes you straight to my Google sheet, which is basically an Excel sheet, and it has all of my my rankings all my projections and you can order it you can sort it to your own so even if you're somebody that wants to do your own rankings and you want to take that sheet that i've already built for you and put all the equations in it makes everything super easy you can just adjust your projections and it'll put out the rankings for you so that's something that i always thought is cool um, that i provide for people so if you want to see that check it out and check out the podcast deep dive fantasy football anywhere you can listen
0: absolutely check check brandon out uh, anywhere you can listen like he said um so thanks again for coming on. Uh you're welcome back yeah, anytime you, you want to come on. We're gonna yeah, obviously you're gonna have to because we're gonna have to do another deep dive episode to be honest <laughs> with sounds yourself, good, you. Sounds good,
3: man. I actually really enjoyed this. is my first time guesting. And oh, uh great. to me, oh, dude, cool. this went so smooth. You guys are all really cool people. Thank um you. so yeah, if you ever if you ever need somebody in a pinch, I'm your guy. Just let me know.
0: We we certainly will keep that in mind. Thank you again for coming on uh short notice. And Nate, until next week, where can we find you and everything that you do? Yeah, you can find me at NateNFL. Okay, and Porkman, how about yourself?
1: You can find me at FF Porkman.
0: All All right, definitely do. Antonio Gibson will definitely find him at FF Porkman. (laughs) And until next week, everybody, you can follow me at the MBO. Oh, my God, I can't even say my Twitter handle. At the MBO85, but uh, if you were so inclined, I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. And until then, everybody, thanks again for listening. Be kind, please rewind.